Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron. I hope you're having a great day in Jesus. Today on Biblical Archaeology Today, we're going to look at King Belshazzar from the book of Daniel. And this is one of those personages that may, to my knowledge, only be mentioned one time in an extra-biblical source, but it is so huge that it really bears repeating. So this is page 1170 from an article I wrote in the Premier Study Bible. And it says this, Belshazzar, the Namonitis cylinders describe the son of Namonitis as Belshazzar. Since Belshazzar would have been co-ruler with Namonitis, this is why Belshazzar could only offer Daniel to be the third ruler in the kingdom for interpreting the handwriting on the wall in Daniel 5, 7. So back, I think it was in the 19th century, there were plural cylinders found in the ziggurat of Ur at the base. And I think four were identical. And then also, there was a cylinder found in Sapur. So that's the reason it's cylinders, it is plural. Now, I'm going to read to us from Wikipedia what the cylinder actually read at, in reference to Belshazzar. It says, As for me, Nabonidus, king of Babylon, save me from sinning against your great godhead, and grant me as a present a lifelong of days. And as for Belshazzar, the eldest son, my offspring, instill reverence for your great godhead in his heart. And may he not commit any cultic mistake. May he be sated with the life of plenitude. So kind of a prayer for his son. Now, I, and I haven't, just haven't taken the time to read the entire Nabonidus cylinder. It is translated into English um, some places on the internet a couple different times, I think, at least. And uh, so I don't know what deity he is praying to. Um, it mentions in this particular article, it says the text is interesting because it offers full syncretism of Sin, Marduk, and Nabu. Kind of, I guess, like a Babylonian trinity there. Uh, Sin would be the moon god, and Marduk would be the owl god, I think. And Nabu, I am not acquainted with. I have probably read it, but I am not acquainted with. So he's obviously praying to one or more of these deities for his son, Belshazzar. We learn the eldest son is um, the eldest son. I was reading at least, you know, one of the cylinders had like a third of the text missing. And I was reading through some of it. And one of the things I said it could made at, make out was the king is mad like crazy mad. I wondered if that maybe had some reference to Belshazzar. I don't think so, but I think it had something to do with uh, uh, one of the kings not having a full capacity or somebody mocking the king. But again, in this Nabonidus cylinder, this is, you know, really confirms the biblical narrative, not only Belshazzar listed, but the fact you know, it existed, but the fact that he could only offer a third of the kingdom because he's co-ruler with his father. His father was out doing military exploits, and so Belshazzar was there alone taking care of Babylon, so they were co-regents. 
So he's like, if you interpret this, I'll make you third ruler in the kingdom. So the specificity of language, again, shows the Bible is absolutely true. Well, God bless you so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for loving scripture, reading the Bible. Let's base our eternity on it. Obey it. And uh, I pray you're doing well. God is so good to all of us. And uh, check out New Life of Albany on YouTube. Check out our Facebook page, New Life of Albany, Georgia, or newlifeofalbany.com. Also, subscribe to our Biblical Archaeology Today. We try to come out with something daily. I can't say we'll come out with something every day with another interesting tidbit of why the Bible is true, something you can share with your friends and family. God bless you. I'll talk with you later in Jesus' name.